What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Gray Zone. I'm your host, Ryan Anderson, once again joined by my co-host, Mr. Kyle Ibsen. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Welcome back. We appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We missed you, and we're back with another episode that is Star Wars-themed. We teased it, and we're bringing it to you, The Mandalorian episode and we also brought with you by popular demand our guest star for today mr ryan chamberlain droids am i right <laughs> droids exactly <laughs> droids exactly although i love r2d2 no i'm not gonna love lie too that's why i have him as my other phone case right now because you know he has a special place in my heart but so my favorite droid is naked c3po from episode one <laughs> all right so that's right chamberlain no more chamberlain okay he's done now he's done I'm sorry all right, so he's yeah, sorry all right cool. say goodbye to everyone chamberlain see you guys thank you for having me on <laughs> all right so we'll just start with this so first thoughts let, let's just listen okay on a scale of one to ten what would you guys rate the mandalorian Ooh, let me go first it exceeded all my expectations i thought it was going to be decent just based off of the last two film Star Wars movies, but this show blow my mind. It's a space western, and I love the western genre. And and like oh, it's ten out of ten. Ryan, that's hyper. No, ten out of ten. I thought you could not have done a better job. Oh my god! Talking about getting Star Wars right, just every, just, just, I'm, I'm speechless right now. The look, the feel, the everything. The look, the spill. It's a space western. It's 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 a western in space. To me, like it is, and you know, as a a big Star Wars fanatic as I am, I mean, I own my Shadow Trooper cardboard cutout. I'm a Darth Vader PS4. I'm a R2D2 Xbox 360. I got my R2D2 phone case. I mean, you know, I I was I can say I was highly impressed with this show. Um, I would give it a 9.5 out of 10 because 10 out of 10 just to me is like, damn, I would sacrifice every other show in my life for it. And it's really up there. Like it's really close, but it's only had one season so far. That's fair. You know, That's think, fair. Think, think about Game of Thrones, you know, that had eight seasons and it's like, I would have sacrificed that until the eighth season. So not that I think they'll screw this up because so far everybody who's behind it, such as John Favreau, which, by the way, for you who don't know, he's actually been in a lot of movies. He's actually been behind a lot of the Marvel stuff. He's the one that plays uh, Iron he's Man's happy. bodyguard. He's happy. Yeah, he's happy in Iron Man. He gets cheeseburgers. That is John Favreau. Yeah, like, he's he's a great guy. But what, what do you think, Chamberlain? What would you rate the show if it was your own personal opinion? As a, as a guy who, like, grew up on Star Wars... And like if I had to, I would sacrifice a lot for Star Wars. Being entirely honest, like a lot of series, like I'm a I'm a Trekkie, I'd sacrifice Star Trek for Star Wars. Honestly, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Um, oh well, that, would, that's, that a, that's a huge sense. argument for a lot of people. They would, yeah, they would you know, slay you here, down. You just started a war, Chamberlain. I hope you know that you just started a war. I'd be willing to argue it. I'd be willing to argue it. There's like my viewpoints on why Star Trek is. It's extremely, extremely good. Well, this isn't a Star Trek podcast, though. Or this is at least a Star Trek episode. But it's extremely good. But Star Wars takes you literally to another galaxy far, far away. 
Yeah. It's got it's it's a it's a special thing when you get invested in a movie that no other franchise, no other film, uh, it just it just can't do. Even the bad movies like are at least kind of do it for me. Phantom Menace and Episode Three, Episode Two. Once I got past ten, I couldn't watch it. I'm talking about like uh, Episode two, two being like Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I even still really like that. I mean, as we discussed in our last podcast before, like you know, I I I really I really did like Attack of the Clones, but um, there's parts of it that are that, that are pretty sick. The entire like like third act and like the attack on Geonosis, I honestly kind of vibe with. But that being said. Star Wars World's a ridiculously special place in my heart. This show hits, and I'll, I'll talk at length on like some of the parts that I love more than anything. But like it, it hits, it hits that special place in my heart, and it lands like near perfectly. I think I have to agree with you, Kyle. Um, I don't think this is a ten out of ten. There's some stuff that I'm gonna tear apart that just is stupid to me. But at the same time, because of, you know, it's only one season that we're going off of at this point, you know. Exactly. Like, it's it's, it's one it's, season. It, it was, it, it's first starting. It it gets a pass on some of the stupid stuff. Okay. So, so all right. Well, well let's, well, let's start there. So, what would you consider some of the stupid stuff? Yeah. What's stupid, Chamberlain? I was going to say let's go episode <laughs> by episode. But if you, we want to start with the stupid stuff and just like, get, the, get the bad stuff out of the way first. There's... Um, Episodes that like don't make sense. Like, all feel right. So, so explain. Super out of whack. No, no. So, just, just explain. It's fine. Okay. So, immediately after, okay, we have uh, episode three, the sin, and then after three, we go to four, and then five. So two episodes in a row. So four being sanctuary. Uh, sanctuary. If you, if anyone needs a refresher, episode four, sanctuary, is the Mandalorian escapes um i can't think of the name of the planet uh but the planet that uh grief cargus is on and the buyer uh all the imperials yeah the the desert the desert planet in other words but yeah no no he escapes the it's the lava planet or oh sorry the lava yeah well i mean i you that can be that can be debatable but it's a lava desert yeah, I'll give you you're, you're not talking about just Moss Eisley, uh, Moss Eisley or whatever. It's not Moss Eisley. The Moss Eisley does <laughs> show up in one of the episodes I'm going to talk about. But okay, it's a four sanctuary. He comes and he needs to. This is. I was talking with someone about this. I might have been. Um, Probably was me. Might have been you. But who? I can't remember who I was talking about. We were so confused because episode four, so much just crap happens. He lands on the planet. He goes and meets Cara Dune. And then he's like, oh, I'm not going to get help from you. Then he goes back to his ship and then uh, meets the villagers. And then the villagers take him to his village. And then um, he's there and he's like, they're like, oh, we need your help to protect to protect ourselves. And then he's like, oh, well, I need more help. So he goes back to Cardoon. And then so him and Cardoon, then they train. And then well, they, well, they start figuring out, like, what's the threat? Then they find out what's the threat. And they're like, oh, gosh, it's an ATSD. So then they go back to the village and they're like, hey. We need to train you all. So then they train everyone and get like the village ready for a raid. And then they have the raid. And then they're like, ah, look, we defended it. And then the baby almost gets killed. And then they're like, ah, we got to get out of here. Like so much crap happens. And that's just like not even the spark notes. <laughs> that's just a guy who doesn't care for this episode explaining it. So much stuff happens in a single singular episode. This is the one that not not to bash on her too bad. But Bryce Dallas Howard directed. And it 
I'm pretty sure it was like her debut on directing. And okay. it kind of it kind okay, of feels well, like it. Well, my opinion of that is like, okay, I can totally see where you're coming from and everything like that, but I do have to say from my personal opinion, like you know, I think they were trying to show the more soft sides of the Mandalorian during that episode. You know, they, like, which is fine, but they needed to split it. This is an episode that needed to be split into two episodes. I it it's not often, but forty five minutes is kind of a short time frame to work in, and a couple episodes you kind of feel like, oh no, they're gonna hit that limit, so they kind of like cut stuff or just like shave it off for the sake of hitting that. Okay, okay, but if you if you were given only, f- like, a 45-minute episode to try to explain as much as possible, I feel like they did a really good job. Like They did a good as good a job as possible, but it just speeds through stuff. And honestly, it kind of feels like an episode that didn't really need to be done. Season 1, in my opinion, should have been just more like, like, go, go, go. Here's a new threat and a new threat and a new threat. This just felt like it just they made up a threat for the sake of, like, ah, they can't get a break. Chamberlain. Like, Chamberlain, that episode, in my opinion, helps build up the legacy and just the awe of the Mandalorian. I agree with like, that. Within, but like, he's not, like, he's no, not it's a celestial character. He's not a Luke no, Skywalker. But, but, he's not a but, Vader. But he isn't being, the tales those, of him aren't being that, told across that, the that, stars. No, that's how you build it up. The <laughs> village is going to be telling that story for decades. But it's a singular village that doesn't even have okay. a but still, but that's okay. Okay. it doesn't matter. So to me, the reason that episode really stood out to me was because of, like, the girl that he met there. And she's just like, yo, here's your food and stuff like that. He's like, no, I can't take off my helmet and so on and so forth. But, you know, to me, like, what Ryan uh, Anderson was saying is, like, you know, uh, you know how he just... You know, how he's really trying to live the Mandalorian way through this whole entire thing. Like, you know, he's still trying to stand by his code regardless of what is happening he doesn't even understand what's happening because of this freaking baby at this point but you know he still stands by his code because he's like no i can't take off my helmet around you you know so she just leaves the food with him in the tent and then he takes off his helmet and so just so he could eat when nobody else is around look those are good like plot points and those are good like themes to have like here we're gonna cement this character and like like, what's his personal dilemma? Like, what makes him, like, not tick, but what are, like, internal battles that, that he has to live with? Those are good. I just think it's delivered in a in a vessel that is, like, not super great. It's just, it's just not well done. It just doesn't feel well done. Watching that episode, I'm pretty sure it's Christian who I was talking to, which no one listening will probably know, but you guys know. I think we were talking, and we both agreed that it should have been two episodes. It just felt like way too much to happen. Now, I if the if it had run the same and the same events had happened, I actually would have been okay if it had been spaced out and given kind of room to breathe. It but just felt wh- like it jumped. Point, 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 point. They're here. They're here. They're but, here. They're here. But what if what if from the Mandalorian's point of view? He was literally there for that short amount of time where you're like, damn, that happened, that happened, this happened, that happened, like, and that's the only way he could come across and deal with it. Like, what if, what if to him, what if the whole point of that episode was to actually make everything for him feel rushed? Because it was to the point where he actually would have probably, like, wanted to stay there and forget his Mandalorian past and all that other stuff, but he realized he couldn't because he realized he still had a job to do. I mean... Yeah, but, like, there's still time in between to, like, like give him a little bit. This is... Episode 2 does it perfectly. 
episode what is the episode two? The child. That's what it's called. Does it perfectly where you don't have dialogue, but you have room for your character to like interact with like what's going on and like still emote somehow I don't know how the how on earth they like manage it. <laughs> but like show emotion through just like a mask. Like he's given that room to breathe and you as a viewer are given that room to breathe and Sanctuary just doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't feel like the character has room to breathe and like react to what's happening. He gets to react to like the hey, it's the pretty lady, the single, the single, you know, MILF who's stuck on the planet. Who well, we really never we never said she was a MILF, yeah, but right. I mean you have your own views yeah, on that. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking I'm 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 speaking from his saying. point of view. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I just wanted to say that just to say uh, that. So you said episode four and five. So we you know how you feel about four, but what's well, he was, he was your, talking about two slinger sucks. So this no, is it, an episode yeah. I'll just say sucks. The, it's cool for like a callback. Oh look, it's Moss Eisley. Oh look, we have stormtroopers because they, you know, overthrew the Empire. Um, but it's just not good. Like the second they land, and you meet, uh, gosh, what's her what's her character called? Um, Peli Moto, played by Emmy Sedaris or Amy Sedaris, not Emmy, Amy Sedaris. She's like, um, he he basically lands on Moss Eisley. His ship is like busted, so he has. Pelimoto and her team of droids, which again he hates droids, so they're not allowed to work on it. You're, you're talking like, about you're talking about the chick that like repaired a ship. Yeah, repaired a ship and like looked after the the child for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which she's fine, but her delivery it didn't feel like a Star Wars character. It just like didn't. She, it was like ah, it's a quirky look at her. She's funny and she's gonna she, tell you what not to do. She, regardless remi- of you being she a reminded me of a Sojourny Weaver character. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Aliens. Not I can't saying watch it's not. It's not the. Oh, it's not a horror. Oh, it's like a sci-fi horror. I mean, I but, mean you could say it's a horror film, especially first generation. Uh, uh, all right, it's 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 a horror film, but but I got that vibe from her. So I don't, I'm not sure if that was like what was she trying to like portray. But I got like a Sojourney Weaver. But yeah, it just wasn't continue. Star Wars to me. And then like continuing on, he goes to the cantina and meets the gunslinger. Which is played by, if I can find him, um, Jake Cannaval. I think is his name. Uh, he's playing Toro Calican, is, is the character's name. And he's supposed to be like, he's just some kid who wants to become in the guild. A, a bounty hunter. The but guild. yeah, yeah. Is, it has to have like his first big tag. Mm-hmm. And so he's chasing down uh, this assassin called Fennec Shand. Played by Ming Na Wen, which she's dope in, uh, um, gosh, Agents of Shield. That's what the show's called. I love her character. I actually have not seen that. That's a good show. I don't know about now because I kind of stopped watching it. But the first like four seasons are sick. Don't judge us. Um, (laughs) Marvel fans. Um, (laughs) (laughs) he just like Toro, the kid, the actor. I don't know what else he's done here. I'm actually gonna check what he's done. I don't know what else he's done. Okay, but what's your oh, beef with him, man? Literally, okay. the, he doesn't feel like a Star Wars character. Okay, okay, okay. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I just, can I, stuff. can I just stop you right there? So, as far as a Star Wars character goes, and this being the Mandalorian, which yes, it is Star Wars related, I feel like that the one, one of the purposes they've been trying to make out of this show was that they're trying to show like, yo, it's not always just 
this amazing character, this amazing Star Wars person. You know, like going back to what's her that's, face, the girl you were talking about that's on that planet to help watch the kid and repair his ship. Like I think that the, like the whole point of that was for them to show that they like like even these B or C class side characters that's, do have a heart and had this good enough impact. To like go out of their way and do things out of their norm, that, just that's to fine. get things done. But there's there's a very you can tell when a character like feels. You, there's obviously like a world building and like set design and all that stuff that goes behind like like making the show and like how we got to make it look like it's a lived in world. Yeah, and that's one thing that the Mandalorian actually did like near perfectly is it feels super lived in. So, but so you you're, you just admitted that those characters that you were just talking smack off are near perfect in a sense. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> okay. So, the Mandalorian does it really, really well. But these characters, like, they don't. I don't know if it's like the actors or just the way they're written. It might be the way they're written, but they don't feel like they're from that universe. I, it's my point of view, and it's just literally like the sense that I get. But to like point it out and to like draw a comparison. Rogue One, one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time. I'll, I'll die. I'll take that opinion to my grave, honestly. Okay. There are characters, C, D, F class characters. Literally, the guy who talks to, um, who talks to uh, Cassie and Andor, and they're on like the asteroid planet. I don't know if you guys remember this, but they're on like that asteroid outpost, and he's like, "We gotta get out of here." And Cassian's like, "I need the information you have." um about uh about uh frick what's his name um oh my lord what's the guy's name the radical dude oh like the terrorist dude played by forrest whitaker anyway that character he's like literally dies he's on scene gets one shot and dies in like five seconds of like of like speaking okay well that's how i could feel with the mandalorian about say like quill you know he like, you know, because he wasn't, like, a super important character, and he's like, no, I don't want to, like, serve you. I don't want to do any of this stuff. I've, like, done what I could, and but I just want to continue my life. In. He feels, um, he feels like, like, uh, like, like, that character, you could tell me that he's from the Star Wars universe. Like, like, his performance, and just, like, the way he feels, and it could be the fact that he literally is an alien, helps with that. I, I, I think that's the reason why you feel that way, because he is... Yeah, but uh, like he's, even he's not a human. But Bill Burr of all people, like I could I could see him being in the Star Wars universe. I don't know, just those couple characters and like those two episodes feel out of place. They feel out of sorts. But aside from that, I have only good to say. So if there's anything bad and we want to get the bad stuff out of the way first, I'd hand the board over to you guys because I've been doing a, a lot of talking. And well, I no, we're, we, 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 we want to know because we're obviously curious. But yeah, because I, me personally, I don't really think there's Sagrera, a truly bad episode or some episodes like not eights or nines. Or there's some like slow burn episodes. Yeah, the Sanctuary is not one of my favorite episodes, but I wouldn't say it, it was a bad episode. I feel like it was necessary for what I mentioned earlier to pretty much expand on the legend of the Mandalorian. I kind of like it because as I mentioned, it's, it's a space Western. It's a throwback to a lot of old Western style movies where you got the hot shot cowboy rolling in to protect the town from like some douchebag outlaw. So with it has a lot of Western themes. 
scattered throughout each episode, and I feel like that was like one of those old school callbacks, and I I liked it. I liked it. I think Bryce Dallas Howard did a fantastic job directing said episode. Shout out to her. Um, and as far as the gunslinger, there's just so much, and we'll talk about this later where we think it's gonna go because there's still some unsolved stuff that happened oh, in that a lot. episode. I mean, well, I mean, that's an episode. Yeah, the and, whole yeah, the whole entire series, but just the ending of that one, which we never really understood, like who was that walking at the end of the episode with the spur boot. Okay, I'm gonna say Boba Fett. Okay. Why? I'm saying okay. First off, because of all the Star Wars stuff that we've seen, the past movies and shows, Boba Fett, Boba Fett is the one of the few that like had those like set walking, sounding spurs that you would hear from Western culture movies, especially like older ones, like like from like the '60s and '70s and '80s and stuff like that, representing that kind of like theme and attitude towards it. I think it's Boba Fett because even when you look at the armor and stuff like that with how the boots were, it seemed like his and everything. Now, obviously, apparently, quote unquote, we saw him die because he fell into the pit, you know, and everything like that in episode uh, six. Six. I wanted to say like episode two of the older ones, Uh, but yeah. yeah, episode six, you know, I feel like that that's possibly him, but. You know, if we saw the Mandalorian we know right now fall into that pit, we know he would get out. You know, so when we see him fall into that, you know, that's where I'm just like, yo, hold on. Like, after we've known this Mandalorian, who's probably considered a noob as a Mandalorian compared to all the other ones, like, you know, we know he'd get out, but there's a reason he is a Mandalorian. Is there a whole reason, like, that I feel like that Boba Fett did survive? And that he walked up. And I would love to see Boba Fett again. And I know that the whole entire reason the Mandalorian show started again was because they originally wanted to make a Boba Fett show, but that didn't work. So instead they made a Mandalorian show. But I think that they're going to eventually bring bring, uh, Boba Fett into it. At least in my opinion. And that's how they're going to do it. But we'll see. I mean, if you actually look up the fictional character list on Google about who is in the show... Boba Fett is one of the people that is casted in that show. That is true. That's true. It could be, I mean, it could be just there by mistake, but a lot of times, if you look into the IBM, they may not show them, like, their scenes may have been, like, not shown, like, cut, but since it's technically, if someone's cast as somebody, it's going to be listed. So, I also think it's Boba Fett. Walking towards I, the I end. Wanna, I want to see it be. Yeah, Boba maybe Fett. it's just us being selfish. It could be. It could be it us could being really selfish. Be us selfish, but, yeah. but that is like there's out of all the unanswered things, that's on top. That's number one. That's something that I thought we were gonna get closure by the end of season one. But now it's just that's one of the things that makes me excited about season two. Uh, season two, season one left us with way more many questions than. Uh, yeah, then answers, I would have to say. But, okay, so I'll change the subject because I know we can go on this forever. But, uh, Chamberlain, so what do you think of the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda? What do you think his place is in the universe? Why, like, why do you think he exists? Why is he a big deal? All this kind of stuff. He's going to have a link. To, I think they're going to have a link to the Force <clears throat> that uh, that is going to tie them to... Um, because they already announced that ah- Ahsoka should is going to be making an appearance in, in season two, or possibly will be making a next uh, an appearance. Where we left her, she was looking for, um, 
gosh, what's his name? Um, the kid from Rebels. Man, I'm doing terrible at remembering characters today. Um, well, we do that all the time. It's all good. <laughs> God, I cannot yeah. think of his name. You just got to play it off. Yeah, well, the kid from Star Wars Rebels, and she was looking for, for him. Um, and so it doesn't, I don't really see necessarily the reason why, um, why all of a sudden he would be showing up or, or why Ahsoka would be showing up in this next season, except for possibly the child is like awakening, right? And like on her journey, she's going to show up. Um, but aside from like, like that kind of like a weird, and I, I have a little bit more thoughts on that, but I think it's a cool, it's cool, right? We've only seen in live action, two others, two other Yodas. Um, Yoda so and, I think uh, it's, what is it? Yeah. Yaddle. Yaddle. Yeah. Yaddle. Remember that one? Uh, but, um, yeah, I think it's cool. I like to see you know them do like a little bit crazy on like star wars aliens and stuff disney i feel like has been pushing really hard for like oh look at all these crazy new aliens which is fine and it's a massive galaxy so no duh there's gonna be a whole bunch of different aliens and ones we've probably never seen um but it's cool a to like have that callback a bit and like here's a character we actually know and the fact that like look we don't know anything about their species and there's well, that, really that's no not, other... we don't even know what their species is called at this point exactly oh they're listed officially on wikipedia as yoda species see right like like official star wars stuff doesn't know um except unless you're i guess working on the mandalorian uh or you're like well, who's bob Iger who like owns everything like, yeah. that's probably the only way to know well we do so know i think it's cool we do know a big probably ezra like... bridger that's the guy's name. They got the. Well, we do know a big part of season two is him is the Mandalorian trying to find the child's pretty much species. Well, they're, that's what that's what we left on. Exactly. So that's pretty much the point of season two. Yeah. The so, armor was like you're a house of two. Like like you're like your like job like now it's, a, it's like you you have a foundling. It's abide by the creed. You're you have to care as this one as it's as your its own father, you know, until either A you return it to its own species or B you take it in your own hands and train it to become a Mandalorian. Like you have those two choices. And as we've known, this guy is very serious about his code. So mm-hmm. one of those two things is happening, and that's why at the at the very last episode he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna like, you know, when uh when Cara Dune was like talking uh with him with the Mandalorian stuff, like, saying, like, yeah, like, you know, I got to, uh, like, when she was like, yeah, I'm gonna stay here, like, I think, I think I'm stay here for a while, and then Grief Cargo was just like, yeah, dude, like, you can stay here, and she's like, man, and he's like, Mando, like, you'll be welcome back to the guilds with open arms, all this stuff, blah, 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 and he, Mando's just like, nah, I got stuff I gotta do, I gotta go take care of some stuff, because he takes the kid and leaves, and that's when we see Moff Gideon take out his very specific lightsaber if that's what you would call it i'm gonna leave that to debatable people but i'm saying it's a lightsaber because honestly that's a lightsaber it's a dark saber dark saber well really yeah okay black blade white hollow lights running yeah but either way no, it's it's literally called canonically the dark saber. The, i know it's yeah either way but it's the same properties but damn it looks so much more badass i can't deny that <laughs> oh, yeah, but i mean 
I do, it looks so it, it's so sick. I'm so glad one of, that we, one of one, the only the only Mandalorian to ever be a Jedi made that. And now we'll it's in the hand and, of and, Moff Gideon and of of <laughs> F boy Moff Gideon, aka Gus, who has my freaking bad people. Who freaking has the dopest or the uh, the new villain in Far Cry Six? Um, but uh, oh, I didn't know that. That's a I, I also didn't know that. He's, yeah. he's the new he's the new baddie in Far Cry Six. This guy's he's a talented I mean, dude. I'm, I'm interested. He's, he's like a real guy. he's a real good actor. Like I'm excited. Dude, that that is for... motherfucking intimidating. Dude, like uh, it, 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 he's good. Like so one, it's like okay, how did he get a hold of the dark saber? Because that that's, was that's last like... in Sabine Wren's mother's hands. Um, or no, not Sabine Wren's mother's. Uh, and, gosh, what's her name? The girl, I can't think of her name, but Duchess Satine's sister from uh, from um, Star Wars The Clone Wars. I think she last got it from Sabine Wren in Star Wars Rebels. So at some point, my guess is, I don't know where Mandalorian is. Mandalore is on the galactic map in comparison to the sector, but it's leaving it off. I'm guessing Moth Gideon like had control of that sector, and at some point, like ran a siege on or had like a had I I don't know had like a warrant out for the Mandalorians, and then at some point fought with them and got that dark saber. But we really don't know because really? where we last left off. It just kind of even that kind of leaves it up in the air. Well, it's I like, mean, ah, here's in the, the last ep- yeah, yeah. In the, yeah, exactly. In the last episode, that's when they're just like, "Oh shit, he has it," and that's where uh, ten million more questions came to play. Like, wait, where did he get that? How long has he had it? How like how did he get that? Like, whose was it before his? Like, you know, all this other stuff. Like, you know, we don't know anything like that yet. But we technically know who the last person to wield it was, but, but we don't what? know if there was a transition between that. I'm just throwing this in the dark, but what if he somehow found out how to make one himself? I don't think so. I don't... Because it wouldn't carry the same weight. No, it would, if, but... But, like, but, okay, it wouldn't carry the same weight, but what if he knew he couldn't get his hands on the original one, and so he literally... He literally has... Um, I'm guessing has a fleet ready. My th- my theory is, is he was just like, oh, I I I I'm gonna kill off the Mandalorians. Like, I my guess is this is even maybe a little bit personal for him, like fighting the Mandalorian, um, because he has a thing against them. Well, here's one. And so at some point he he bopped them, and they got the dark. What if Moff Gideon himself is a former Mandalorian? That'd actually be kind of... He, he knows, he knows a lot about Mando. Yeah. Like, a lot. The lifestyle, the code, yeah. everything. You hear his actual name, right? He's like, Jin Jarin. Exactly. Like whatever. Like, he's, like, naming everyone. Uh, I think it's Din. Din oh, was it Din Jarin? It might have might. Din, it's like yeah, D-I-N like, and then D-J-R. D-G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Either way, but... But he knows who he is, and it's like, but how does he know who he is? Maybe the dude trained him. What? What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, just just putting this out there. What if he was the dude that rescued him? But how would Dinjar know, aka the Mandalorian, because they don't take their helmets off? I guess that feels a little like, like I mean, a little too convenient. I mean, but that one, that one's you. I but, don't know. It but, could be. I think I like the idea that he was a Mandalorian, and like. And 
like like backstabbed because that that's technically the second time we would have seen that because we had um uh gosh the guy who was the uh, like imperial um um an imperial mandalorian from rebels so that'd be kind of cool to see but remember like, there's there's like even though there's mandalorians there's kind of different types kind of like how we talked about there's different siths so like there's a sith race and siths who are siths after that you know there's different mandalorians that's why Jango Fett always took off his helmet, even though he was kind of a Mandalorian. But that's because he wasn't a one hundred percent true, pure Mandalorian. He was like a, like a subsided offset. You know, like you could say, like you know, like there's a Hispanic community amongst humans. But you know, there's there, there's Mexicans, there's Brazilians, there's Chileans. Like you know, there's a lot, dude. Well, the reasoning for that is because the Mandalorian isn't technically like like it's just a creed. It's not. No, I know, um, but the people who are like in that creed are very like that's like that's like people in a cult nowadays. Yeah, dude. not so every not, are, not all of them are there's like I would say there's like you said, there's like different subsets yeah. of of Mendos. Because oh, yeah, if, if 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 you look like like it's like Jango Fett with his with his helmet like completely off. What his, he did often. What he did often. So I mean you have Bubba Fett, who is a Mandalorian, but he is a clone. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right. But so... is, is Boba Fett still Boba Fett? Well, he's is the Boba Fett what? that we see. If 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 this is true, like, is even the Boba Fett from like Episode Six from from Return of the Jedi? Is that even the same kid? From, okay. From, okay. From... Well, here's the thing. So I'm gonna say yes because of how the time frame works now. At least for the movies and stuff, I'm saying yes. Now, not for the show necessarily. But the thing is, I feel like that maybe, you know, like, about, like what if what if Boba Fett fell in that pit and he was about to die, but saying that pit made his helmet come off and someone found him and rescued him somehow, but they saw his face, so he had to change his ways from that point on. Like, hey, we don't know if the dude walked up without his helmet on up to that chick in the middle of the desert. Oh, I, mean, like, I believe in a million. Because we're in a cowboy hat. If that was the situation, Boba would have no hesitation killing whoever saved him. Yeah. I feel like he would be like, ah, you shouldn't have seen me, pop. See, I wouldn't say that just because Boba Fett witnessed, like, well, who he considered his father, even though it was just his former self, like, because he's a clone, you know, without any steroids and stuff like that. But it's like, you you know, you, you really don't know. Like, I, I feel like Boba Fett would still be pretty hard to his creed, or... He really just like is someone who's just like I'll I will I'll, my allegiance will always lie with the highest bidder. Yeah, because like, let me throw this at you: Does Boba Fett even have a creed? That's not mentioned. Like 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 was was Jenga actually not, pra- actively practicing like, the Mandalorian lifestyle? The truth is, we and don't he, actually know exactly. much about Boba Fett. And he died. His quote unquote dad died when he was so young. Yeah, everybody so always talks about like, Boba Fett's better, but it's like, dude, all we did was see him like stand there and die. Well, he looks, <laughs> but, hey, but he, he looked like a badass. That's 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 the true. I mean, but we really don't know a lot about. We don't. Him. We don't. We re- we really don't. In like, the end, we don't know yeah. much about him at all. But true. it's funny because we we could totally got on a Boba Fett and Mandalorians and shit about. Uh, after I was asking where I f- I felt like the child came from, I at least want to put my spiff on the child. Going back to that, <laughs> is um, I feel like the child is actually a clone of Yoda, which is ironically everybody calls it Baby Yoda. But I feel like the child is a 
clone of Yoda because the guy in the beginning of the episodes uh, was had the cloner emblem on his shirt. He wanted him alive, all that stuff. We already know Yoda is way more than average, powerful than the Force, than a lot of other people. Maybe that's why he's able to do it. I mean, you know, this is only a 50-year-old version of himself with how the timelines, like, align with each other. It could totally be a clone of Yoda, and that's why it's a really big deal. But we don't I think know it's that. Going to, I think it's going to, like, Dark Jedi. Like, I don't, know if, I don't know if you guys have ever played Force Unleashed, but, like, how Vader builds, like, an army of, like, Force-wielding... Uh, yeah, clones. I, I, I thought I it was. I thought it was hinting at like, we want to. I would even see possibly or play that. But yeah. We want to extract the midichlorians from his DNA, insert that into, um, into our own people like humans because it's the Empire and we hate any other species, and then specifically, uh, clone all those now pretty powerful because the child for a baby is pretty damn strong and then make our own army of force wielding okay clone troopers i that's where my big moth gideon theory comes into play <laughs> yeah i feel like he because he's you had that you had the client but we found out moth gideon really is the client yeah when you he him. he wants that for himself he already has the dark saber. The only thing that he's missing is force abilities. We don't know that. That he doesn't have force abilities. We don't know that one hundred percent. But 100%. he would use them. It would be, dude. If he like, if well, he might have. No, no, he might have. He might have not wanted to give that away. Well, how did he survive? Maybe he used the force to somehow survive. We don't know that one hundred percent. Realistically, we don't. Like I mean, he could have the force. He could be like a he could be force sensitive, but he may not have. To see, There's was it trained in yeah, it? Yeah, that is. It could true. be like like how how Finn is a, like we really think Finn has like the force or whatever, yeah. but he's not trained in it. Maybe he's trying to like shortcut it. Yeah. So Han it's just Solo. Like, Han Solo technically is force sensitive. If you look at the midichlorian counts, he's got like one of the highest without being a force wielder. I mean, no, no, yeah, he's uh, right, uh, he's right. Uh, I mean, Han Solo, it's, but that's also that's why uh, Ben Solo was actually able to be to wield the force. In uh, in ben old um, expanded universe stuff like old legend Star Wars, um, Han Solo, I, I don't think he becomes a Jedi, but they constantly hint at like his Force sensitivity. It's like a it's like a common thing, pretty sure. Because I read I read a couple books about about that. But well, that's, that's you know. in realistically, it's actually how he's been able to uh, like, why he's like, a like why he, yeah no exactly why he survived and been able to do it because the, you know the whole entire thing about the Force that you're able to predict certain moves and what the, your opponent's gonna do next. Which is why he would somehow know how they would try to fire on him, which is how he would know how to get away from that. Yeah, and being him a better pilot. I, I think it I think that's accurate. But you're right. I mean it could be that Moff Gideon is, is I think my thinking on this is Moff Gideon he's like, look, he's kinda on a power trip. He's like, Look, I murdered the Mandalorians. Like I won power. I worked for this empire that spanned the entire damn galaxy you leave like a couple piece parts of space right yeah and he's like i want to take that back but he's dealing on like a fraction and that's being generous like a fraction of the resources well that's true because so the like, empire is pretty much gone at this point in the empire in their all universe. it is what what grief cargus says is all it that's left is like 
is like uh, warlords and uh, well, essentially that, just like warlords and like little factions. I mean, pretty much gangs and stuff like that yeah. is what he's saying. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like little gangs of imperial remnants. Which makes um, sense, like you mentioned, it's a big ass galaxy, so there should be remnants of of them, you know. Yeah, in all uh, Star, uh, in all uh, Star that Wars, makes like, sense. That's why I'm glad the they universe, did that. In all like legends, even canon, there's always been because there's the Imperial remnant that becomes the First Order, but they're gone. They're out. They're like in unknown regions now. Like they vanished. But there's these guys who weren't part of that giant master plan. To gosh, I hate that it was. That to become the first order and a final, finally, the damn final order. God, I hate saying that. Um, it's you so, can't it's say so that stupid. in Germany. I'm just saying. You can't. No. What is, what is it? It's it, it, it just 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 know that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Final. You can't say final order no. in German. No. No. It's, it's, can I? It's, I, it's, I speak English. No, I mean like you can't say that word in Germany. Is is final? Final order. I just leave it like let's that. Not, let's not go back yeah, to World War II, right? Yeah, okay. All right. All right we'll so, go. Now, so, I have to ask your thoughts on droids, gentlemen. What are your thoughts on droids, realistically? I hate them. I, All right. What I, about you, Chamberlain? I don't mind them. I get I get where they went with the whole... Um, um, like... He's got PTSD. Like he 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 just hates droids now because he watched one literally murder everyone he knew. So it makes sense. Um, I think they do IG Eleven good. I think that 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 does well for the end when he's like tearing up. I mean, he might not be tearing up, but like when IG Eleven is like, "I'm gonna go blow up and save you all," and he's like, "Nah, I can't do that." He's like, "You can't do that." He's like, and he's like, "Well, I gotta. It's the only way we survive." Like seeing him make that three sixty. Also, because he knows uh, that um, that remember uh, he beg he begs IG Eleven to stay with him and not die at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it does. It probably didn't help because Nick, Nick Nolte, that's the guy. Nick Nolte's character. Um, uh, gosh, what's what's the what's the guy's name? The little alien dude. Uh, City. Uh, oh, you're ta- are you talking about uh, Kill uh, Quill? Quill. Yeah. yeah, like. That's his last piece of Quill now, which is kind of sad because he know. I think at that part of the episode, he knows Quill got, take or got got bopped. Yeah. Um. Which was, dude, I'm amazed that the show did that. Like when it, <laughs> when uh the uh when but it the just shows troopers... what Quill really stood for realistically. Yeah, but like seeing his literal husk of a body just like smoking. Yeah. While the was... so, while the scout troopers like like speeder bike away, like hurt. <laughs> I remember watching the episode and like my jaw dropped. I was like, "What the hell? Why?" But I was I was happy they did it. I like when a show is just like, "Look, these characters, people die a lot, so they're not gonna survive." It's the and, Game like, of Thrones of sci-fi right here. Well, it's like technology related. Sci-fi. Yeah, don't get attached. <laughs> they will yeah, kill don't you. Get it. They will kill you. They characters. can just go at any point. And some characters, I'm okay with that. Uh, Quill, I was not. But we got to say goodbye to him and IG Eleven too. Um, but I it was think, cool to see I the think, turnaround. I think Kara's gonna die next season. I'm just raising my hand to that. I think yeah. I think uh, I think Moff Gideon is gonna take both of them. Kara uh, grief. grief. Yeah, Cara. yeah. I think I think they're getting bopped, and he's gonna be like, "Look, I have your friends, and here's my dark saber, and there's their throats. 
Ah, oh no, their like, heads are gone. Give me the child, or they're dead. But yeah. I feel like the Mandalorian will still stand by his creed for that. And I feel like in that case, I feel like Kara will be like as well, like no, like a sense as her. I feel like she'll sacrifice her life. Like exactly. she knows she's gonna die, and she'll jump up and attack him, even though she don't know she'll die, just to save the Mandalorian and the child. Yeah, I, I think that's a possibility. I think it's a possibility. However, I'm okay with more like big characters going. I think that really grounds it as a show. It, it adds like, to the story. Where you, I yeah, mean, it's, it's like let's it, not fantasize like this. Like, well, we are fantasizing. They, should, like, they should have died like five times already for the Rick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Especially exactly. Grief. Grief should be dead. <laughs> He's the reason why like they don't all get got is because the baby saves him and is like, I want to force him you. And he's, he's like, damn, he's like, he's like, okay, I didn't understand this baby, but this baby saved my life, so... I he's like, me baby. and this baby, we're chill. We, you know, we hit a blunt or two, you know, we, we told some old stories, now we're, now we're vibing. Good vibes only. Good, vi- good, vibes, good only. vibes only. You can't tell me that Grief doesn't sit down with a peace pipe every once in a while. Yeah, but I, he has, like, I just picture him, he has, like, an old school pipe, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a corn cob pipe? Yeah, exactly. Like a, yeah. Like a, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. It just goes like, in. Look at my Gandalf. He's sitting in that, in that tavern. Uses a match to just. <laughs> no, not even. He's using two rocks, dude, just to like get the. Oh, start that's your, it's like super old school. <laughs> yeah, he's just sliding them together until he just. <laughs> and he lights it. But I feel like that they'll probably die. Um, yeah, you know, after we just talked about how much we like those characters, they'll probably be dead. We so, won't, we'll we'll hey, have to say goodbye to them. What do you, what do you think happened to uh, the armorer who's played by Emily Swallow? The armorer. Oh, she's, she's good. Dude, she, the amount of just owning she did, she's probably my favorite character. Dude, even, after when, the even when she's just like, I don't know, some of them may have fled, some of them may have survived. She's like, but yeah, most of them died right here. And she's still abiding by the creed. Mm-hmm. And then she gives him the Mudhorn signet, uh, signet because he finally deserved it. It's like, dude, it's like, that's just how hor- how hardcore this race is. Even when there's no one else for them to like follow and prove that they're trying to follow this code. Like, she could have just gone on taking her helmet moment off and like nobody knows me i'm gonna go enjoy my life and do whatever because i have all these skills it's like no she's like no i'm a mandalorian like i'm salvaging this stuff and i'm doing that so a like do you think she'll ever die and b you think she's gonna come back and c do you think when she comes back she's gonna bring a whole nother like mandalorian army of the survivors that did get away because they're gonna go help mando out that'd be kind of sick to see I think that's she's what's like, gonna happen. She I think rallies, that rallies the rallies the crew, and she's like, "Ah, we gotta go help them." Dude, she never gave up, and like she said, some of them may have gone away. Unfortunately, a lot of them died, and we saw that. But with who's remaining? John Favreau, John Favreau, Mando died. I'm so sad. I love John Favreau. He's freaking great, dude. John, he should. His... Go ahead. <laughs> okay. We're, we're all geeking out over here right now. His freaking attachment to the Mandal. I, you can't tell me when they were when they were writing up like the Mandalorian like arcs in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. I I I don't know exactly how it went, but my guess is he called up and was like, "Hey, I need to be in Star Wars." And they're like, uh, "Okay," um, and he's like, "I want to be a Mandalorian." And they're like, "Okay," and then they came up with the character, um, the dude the dude who owned the dark saber and like was the was like the the Mandalorian official. Before they realized that he was part of Death Watch, um, God, his name is on the tip of my tongue. I'm awful with characters. It's fully, but he, uh, like, like his thing with Mandalorian, like he's he's always a Mandalorian. 
Like, I don't get his... I, Well, I get... I understand his obsession because Mandalorians are freaking one, like, the coolest part of Star Wars. Cool. But that. anything Mandalorian related, like, he's there. And I, I'm I'm honestly there for it. Dude, he's, he, just, he, he's a huge Star Wars nerd. That's what I love yeah. about him. Which is what I love about this Actually, show. He's just a huge nerd. It feels like it was made by Star Wars nerds. Well, you I mean, like, no, it really was. Me, it really was. To like, me, if you actually look at like some of their interviews and with their Q and A's and stuff, like they, like a lot of these people invested in the show are huge nerds. Like, like just think about it. Like Marvel has Kevin Feige running Marvel, huge ass comic book nerd. Yeah, John Favreau should be running Star. Wars. That's the whole Star Wars Lucas division. In Lucas this film, Lucas it should, it should not, be... not not Kathleen Kennedy. You gotta get somebody in there that knows the material. I, yeah, I don't doubt that Kathleen That's... Kennedy was like she did breathe new life into Star Wars. I think it was in the worst possible direction, but she did. <laughs> I wouldn't like... say the worst. I've seen worse with Star Wars related stuff. Realistic. Okay, that's fair. But she didn't <laughs> from the from the guy she, who like, created she... it. <laughs> they just pumped out a lot of like I don't know how much you guys are in tune or like been keeping up with like the books and the comics that they've been releasing alongside the movies and shows. Nothing they're in the past not three years. They're, they're three not to, great. Three to five years. There's a there's another podcast that I listen to that they go over everything. Um, but they they're super super good and they they like give their opinions and stuff. And like maybe it's just because they're a little bit more like narcissistic, um, or like not narcissistic, we're but they're a little bit more nar- like pessimist about stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, it's not good. It's not great, Star Wars. And it, it, it feels like it's just a machine a little bit more. Um, and kind of like the way that, like, the, um, the uh, gosh, what's it called? Like, Thor, like, the first two Thor movies. Well, the first one's okay. But, like, it's Thor okay. The Dark World felt like it was just, like, produced because they were like, we need... We need this character to go somewhere. Just, they, yeah, need we need to this. they need yeah, to We need to reveal yeah. one of the Infinity Stones. Exactly. Like, it was just Infinity like, Stones. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. here's some crap. We'll package it, call it Thor, and good. Like, yep. a lot of the Star Wars kind of feels like it was like, just... Like, here's the Dark Elves. Like, you don't remember any of their names, but yeah. they're apparently exactly. a big threat. Exactly. One of them was the 10th the Doctor um, from Doctor Who. Like, that's, that's all. But uh, this show, The Mandalorian finally feels like they were like look star wars can be incredible and we're gonna push it to that limit i was gonna take all the best parts and put it in one series and i I actually agree with that like uh, a lot like for the most for the most part of course there's so like some things like okay like for example um i am one thing i'm really happy about is that they show the star wars can be a lot more than just crazy lightsaber fights with the Force and all this other stuff. You mm-hmm. know, because that's how all the movies made it out to be. Even uh, the Clone Wars animation made it out to be because it focused a lot on the Jedi and the Sith and stuff. Like, first off, the Star Wars universe hasn't focused anywhere enough on the Siths. Like, the OG Siths. And I would love for them to do that. But, and, that, and that's like a whole different show, a whole different series, a whole different whatever, like, from them. And I'm okay if they ever do that. But... I'm really glad that they showed, like, yo, Star Wars has some pretty intense stuff mm-hmm. outside of what we know as, like, the Jedi uh, Council, you know, the Republic, the Empire, the Rebels. Like, there's the, all of this kind of crazy stuff going on on the outskirts that can actually still change the war that apparently ended or the war that is still ongoing just because of either one character or multiple characters in what they're doing on the side. Like, 
you know, that's that's what I think is pretty insane. And that's actually why I'm glad you brought up the Force Unleashed earlier, because it just shows that even with Darth Vader being Darth Vader listening to uh, Sidious and all that, like, you know, he's still trying to build his own army to even go against Sidious, even though he still failed in the end. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I agree. There's I like a lot the more about the... Star Wars that isn't just like the Jedi, because it's been yeah. hammered home enough. Like, look, the Jedi sucked. They had it kind of coming. Like, you, we get that from like Yoda being like, mm, "Stupid was I?" Like, that's it. It should just mm-hmm. be that. Like, they were blind. The Sith took over. Boom. Like, move on. We don't need more Jedi stories. Uh, I the High Republic. Like, the newer wave of Star Wars is interesting, and, like, I'm cool with, like, the older Jedi, and, like, when it was more, like, a super hard line, like, we don't we don't get into wars, like, we have no emotion, we don't create physical attachment, like, being super strict, I like the idea of seeing that, but the, the, the era, era of, like, Phantom Menace to Episode 3... I don't need to see anymore. It's, well, it's because the Jedi is like are are seem to be more like, like they're not like gods, but they seem to be like some sort of like prophets or something like that. You know, like but they suck. Like, like the is... whole point of the Jedi is that they suck. They're hypocritical like, to the max. They're hypocritical. They're not like the Je- Jedi get bopped on a daily basis. Anytime they're in a fight, they fought against like I mean, granted it was a lot of droids, but on the Battle of Geonosis. They lose a whole bunch. They're not like they the, were mediators. The world, the world relied way too much on the Jedi. That's the problem. Yeah, they and... were the only because the Republic for a time did not have any standing military. Didn't have any standing like yeah. navy. Like it was literally just the Jedi and like little like fleets or armies like the Naboo, like what they had. The only thing that I like that the Star Wars movies made uh, pretty clear was. Uh, when it comes to the midichlorians and the forces after like that exists in everybody. They they said that that's a, that's in all life forms, and that's I what like. They, and so that's why I feel like that when there's someone like Baby Yoda who can go and lift something up, even though he has no idea what the heck he's doing, or maybe he does. You know, he's fifty years old, even though he's a baby. But you know, it just shows that I feel like that anybody, even the Mandalorian, can learn the Force if he really wanted to. Because the midichlorians, even though he might not be as powerful as others because the midichlorian count between other beings is different, but it still exists in everybody. And that is one, at least, good thing that they made clear with all the movies combined is that, realistically, anybody could become part of the Force and learn how to control it. But for some, it's going to be way more harder than others just because they're not as gifted. And I actually, I don't mind. Some people are like, super pissed off with midichlorians when they, they first like revealed like oh it's the tie to the force but i like it because it's it makes sense that like you would have like some form of like a physical like tether to this otherwise like other you know this like crazy like spirit force you know uh energy that's just like floating around like it makes sense for there to not just be like it's on like two sides because it almost seems too different that you have, like, this crazy mystical energy, and then you have, like, humans who just can control it, and it's like, well, wh- how? what's that link? Like, I guess it's, like, all living, like, it's created by all living beings, but they kind of wreck on that in, like, newer stuff, or it doesn't yeah. really seem like that as much. Um, Like, it makes sense to me that you would have that physical tether. Now, it is kind of stupid that it's just, like, some people are born, like, inherently, like, 
no like you don't have enough midichlorians so you can't cut it or like you do you have like tons so you're way more powerful but i have a but that, it, that did that by the way screw over the whole entire jedi race <laughs> just for the record <laughs> yeah exactly but i have a theory on that. that this is like for more intense star wars stuff i'll leave it for like maybe like a different episode or something um if i end up coming back but yeah, hey who say you're coming back all right fine i won't leave I, I, i'll leave it to myself you the listeners will never know my theory on the star wars universe and midichlorians um, bro that's like a five episode thing but all right we'll hear you midichlorians <laughs> um, but i i'm okay with it personally i i just want to know what the child's got like i want i wonder how powerful the child is because yoda was the most powerful force wielder no, not necessarily. He was he on was the light side. He was the no he, no no he was the wisest. Now the most powerful person that they at least described, and now this is where like it gets like you know if you're talking more canon, comics, books, movies, all that. At least for the movies, because a lot of the movies were written actually before the books, even the original movies. Just for people who don't know that, but Mace Windu was actually known as one of the more powerful Jedi's. Like in strict, in strict, no, 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 empowered, no, 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 just no, 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 no. He was no, he was of the for the for the lightsaber combat. He was the most, one of the most powerful when it came to lightsaber combat. Lightsaber, but Yoda was known as the wisest. But he had the strongest connection to the Force on the Council. Yoda is the most powerful in terms of the Force. But that Mace could have been because of age. That could have been because of age, though. But his midichlor- your midichlorian account doesn't cheat. Now, he had time to, like, fine-tune it. Because, like, Anakin technically had more midichlorians, but he never had time to but, fine-tune but it. But because so Yoda, like- Yoda did used to know the dark side of the Force before he went to the light side, what if he found a way to steal people's midichlorians just so people have soul, uh, stolen bodies and other things about transferring the midichlorians, which is probably how... The child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, is so powerful for its age. Maybe they found a way to get more midichlorians inside of this single-celled organism. And honestly, it could be because it's race-related. It really could be. I think be. it's race-related. Yeah, it, it, it could just be that the Yoda species is just OP. Yeah. like it I, I think OP. that goes to like yeah. why they're so rare. Well, like, well, apparently, so far, that species was pretty good. But a lot of them, and even what they hinted in the Mandalorian was... That the a lot of those species uh, went to the dark side, like they actually had one little. I did have to rewatch it, but they did mention one little thing about like that species and how they naturally just go to the dark side. But this baby's like apparently a little different and stuff like that. In what episode? So, I don't. It was one of the later ones. It was uh, one of the last like four episodes. It was like a slight little thing, and I was just like, hmm, that's interesting. I gotta to rewatch know. that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it was it was like one like small paragraph that someone was talking about where they talked about like his species. It, it might have been it might have been with um, it might have been with the armor when they were talking when to she her. Was it could have been him. when she was talking about like yes, I've heard of these powers and blah blah blah. I've heard of this like this species is unknown, but this species is known to like be like really dark or part of the dark side. Like I don't remember. Um, I will put that in the notes for this video. Uh, once I go and rewatch it and figure that out, I'm fine with that. But. There was, like, in other words, I feel like that maybe like, you know, just like with nowadays, money, power, sex, everything else, like, if you have enough of it, it's going to consume you and let the worst get the best of you. And maybe because these people are so powerful with the force that that's actually what naturally just ends up happening, more than likely. So, I don't know. The truth is, none of us know. I don't know. Everything I could say could be completely wrong. Because we haven't seen it, and we don't know where the heck this is going to go. Exactly. But I think it'd be interesting just to see where that does go. Because yeah. Lord knows we've been wrong before. 
Oh yeah, we've been wrong before, but, but I, hey, that's I, the I fun like part. I like being part. proved wrong. We have we have theories. I want to see the different. I want to see the different theories and sides of how it all goes down and what happens. That's why it's called the gray zone, baby. It is the gray zone. Speaking of the gray zone. Speaking of the gray zone, this is gonna be it for our episode for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed our conversations. I hope you enjoy our special guest, Mr. Ryan Chamberlain. Say goodbye to the good people, Mr. Chamberlain. Goodbye. Thank you for liking me enough to wanting me back. Oh, you're not coming back though. Yep. Well, that's uh, what. That's what we're done. Well, we'll 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 see we'll see, we'll see if they like you more. You know, we'll, we'll have to see. But thanks for tuning in, and see you soon. Other than that, I have to say it's Grey Zone here and out. I'm Kyle with both Ryans. We all love you. Chamberlain, we're going to talk soon. Don't you worry, baby. All right, guys. Have a great night. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, guys.